0: Hey there! Today we're going to be talking about singleness and marriage. Are you leading the life to which God has called you? Sadly, so many women have some discontentment and uncertainty sitting in the hearts of their lives, and they're always asking themselves, am I leading the life to which God has called me? They want to honor and glorify God with their lives, but they're not sure. They lack the confidence. And when we raise this question against the, the topic of marriage and singleness, this anxiety shoots up through the roof. 1 Corinthians 7 gives clear directions for marriage and singleness. Many instructions are given. They're very specific. And yet the overall message, I believe, is a call to contentment. Paul gives very specific instructions. And married people should listen to those. And single people should listen to those instructions. We should all be very, very familiar with 1 Corinthians 7. But... In general, he's calling us to contentment, whether we are married or single or betrothed, whether we're, he even talks about people who are rejoicing and mourning. He talks about bond servants. All are called to contentment and to mission. And so we should heed these instructions, whatever our situation might be. But whatever situation we're in, we are to be content knowing that God has put us there for our for the sake of time i'm not going to read the full chapter i'm not going to read all of chapter seven. I hope that if you've been following our daily recommended reading you've already read the full thing, so please don't mistake my pulling out certain verses as picking and choosing god's word. All of God's word is important. But I've chosen a few verses because I see an overall theme coming out of those. So, first of all, in verse 7, it says, I wish that all were as I am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. And in verse 8, he says, To the married and the widows, I say, it is good for them to remain single as I am. And then in verse 17, he says, Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him, into into which God has called him. This is my rule for for all the churches. And then if we continue on to verse 27, we read, Are you bound to a wife? Do you seek to be free? Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. And of course, in verse 38, uh, this is what we read. So when he who marries his betrothed as well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. What I'm hearing is a call to contentment in whatever situation you're in. This means that if you are married, you should live as a married woman. Don't live as if you're still single. And this should sadden us and concern us. If we see married women making it a habit of going on vacation together regularly or separately, I should say, regularly with their girlfriends without their husband, when we see married women having separate bank accounts, when we see married women who do not want to follow the leadership of their husband, who are always complaining about their children, I'm asking, why did you get married but at the same time, this does not give you the freedom to say, okay, well, I'm not happy anymore, so I'm just going to choose not to be married anymore. Very clearly, Paul has said, if you are married, do not seek to be free. Rather, if, if we're finding ourselves in a state of discontentment in our marriage, we should rather be repenting and once again submitting to the rule and authority of God and start living within the boundaries that He's given to us. At the same time, If you are single, don't live as if you are married, meaning don't live as if you are weak and vulnerable and unable to cope without a man. Don't put your life on hold until you have a husband. Don't be sexually active and don't rule out God's rules for wives and mothers just because you aren't one. They are still God's rules and we should still uphold them But regardless, whether we are married or single, we are called to contentment, being content in our situation. So whether we are married or single, our mission always remains the same and that is to glorify God by making disciples. Our situation will affect how we live it out and some situations make it easier and some situations make it harder, but our focus still is the same. Our focus should be living on mission, not changing our situation. Now, isn't that an overarching problem? We are a discontented people. We are unhappy. We're always trying to change our situations. We always think that the grass is always greener on the other side. We, um, if only we could grasp our mission as found in Matthew 28, 19, to go and make disciples of all nations, it would help us so much more to be content on the path that God has given to us. I'll be the first to confess there's times when I am not content. I feel sorry for myself or I sulk and I forget my mission because I'm so focused on my situation. Not necessarily about marriage, but just whatever situation, the difficult situation that I'm in. And I lose sight of my mission. And... That's not good. The reality is whether we're married or single, our mission is the same and people are dying and going to hell while we're sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves, trying to make ourselves more content and trying to have a better situation. The reality is we need to get over ourselves so that we can continue to build God's kingdom. At the same time, having said this, I will once again say, as I said a few weeks ago, It is not good to be alone. God has made us to be relational beings. And so therefore singleness should not equal aloneness. The single person should strive first and foremost to seek unity with Christ. And then secondly, unity within the body of Christ. Let's not just pass judgment on one another, saying, well, it's her fault or they're not reaching out to me enough for whatever it might be. The reality is we all need to learn and to commit to be better at loving on one another and to promoting greater unity, whether we are married or single or widowed. Together, we want to be one in Christ. We want to be content in the situation that God has placed in us because we are one in Him. And so I, I do want to say it is not a wrong desire to be married. God created marriage from the very beginning in Genesis. He designed marriage and it's a beautiful display of the gospel. And so to desire marriage is not wrong in and of itself. It's when it leads to discontentment that it becomes a problem. I totally understand the desire for marriage. I think most young girls, probably even young boys, they desire that for themselves. As a mom, I desire that for my children. And so I understand what it's like to kind of wonder, like, what if it doesn't happen? And yet, um, it's okay to take moments to reflect on that, maybe even to grieve it if it's not been something that God has, has given to you at this point. And yet, We can never settle for discontentment, no matter the situation that we're in. And so I challenge all of us to take a daily assessment in this coming week and ask ourselves, what's my level of contentment today? So at the end of the day, write it down, mark it down. What's your level of contentment? And I think you're going to start seeing patterns in your life. Maybe you are content. Praise the Lord. But if you're living a habit of discontentment, we need to confess that and once again choose to respond with contentment, contentment, knowing that God is in control, He loves us, He's placed us in this situation, He has a mission for us, and that should be our focus, to glorify God by making disciples. And so together, let's recommit ourselves to contentment in whatever situation we find ourselves.